Good evening. Hello, Texans, and welcome to the Texans Player Show here from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. Mark Vandermeer and D.P. Sidhu with you. Great show for you tonight. Jonathan Owens, Texans safety, makes the initial 53 for the first time in his career, and he's starting alongside the rookie Jalen Petrie. Later on, A.J. Can, Texans guard, joins us, former Jacksonville Jaguar. Let's start it off here with J.O. in studio. Jonathan, great to visit with you. Thank you, uh, thank you for joining us on your day off. Thank I know that uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. First of all, you're second in the league in tackles at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were first last week, so you're right up there mm-hmm. with the leaders or in the lead. How does that make you feel to be up there in that stat? Um, it just just shows that I'm I'm doing my job. So you know, it definitely makes me feel good. You know, I have uh, had a lot of tackle opportunities, so it just shows that I'm not missing many. Um, mm-hmm. So just doing my job, man. So you know, it feels good just because you know where I where I came from, and this is my first um, full official season starting and everything. So um, it's it's just you know it's amazing, but you know, still more work to be done. You know, it's only week three, so sure. How about the fact that you started the season off on the 53-man roster? You're a starter mm-hmm. at safety. I mean, just watching your journey since you got here, like mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing for the rest of us. Yeah. I can't imagine for you how it feels like. I mean, did you feel like this day would be coming soon that you'd be a full-time starter, that you'd be on the 53-man roster? Did you kind of always have that mm-hmm. faith? So even even when I was on practice squad, I always like would consider myself, you know, the best in my eyes, you know. So um, and earlier in my um, career, you know, I was just playing special teams, so. Even when I was on special teams, I always would tell myself, you know, I, I know I can make those plays, and I would just visualize myself. Um, and I just watched the guys for four years. You know, I watched Jay Reed and, you know, people in front of me and just seeing, okay, what did he do there? Okay, bad step, you know what I mean? Just, like, learning from everything. So um, when I would get my opportunity, I'd be ready, you know. So it's, it's definitely a, a great experience for I've, me. I feel like people listening out there could probably relate to this on so many different levels. Mm-hmm. But to go through something like that and have patience mm-hmm. to know that's going to come, like what sort of got you through all those years when you were on the practice squad? You get elevated, then you get sent back. Mm-hmm. And then and then now here you are. Like what got you through those moments where you didn't lose faith that one day um, that your day would come like to? Like you said, just having faith and believing in myself. Um, I always knew that I could play. You know, it was – um, I just had to figure out the way that the NFL worked and, you know, the side of, okay, who gets to play first, you know what I mean? And um, just navigating the world uh, the world, and just figuring everything out. And, um, you know, like I, I just had to wait for my opportunity, you know. I knew it was going to come. I just didn't know when. You know, I, I, I wanted it to be, you know, when I first got in the A couple league. years ago, right. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so um, I was just kind of waiting for it. And, you know, whenever it did happen, I just wanted to make sure I was going to be ready. All right, Jonathan Owens is with us, and I think your story is amazing. It's an inspiration to players and non-players alike. You go to Missouri Western. Let's just start there for a moment. I watch them on TV every week, and I'm lying when I say that, J.O. <laughs> so tell us about wow. Missouri Western and how, well, because maybe streaming. I, 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 thought, you I, were, I thought you were serious for a second. In my AA network. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so tell us about Missouri Western, how you got there, what kind of place it is, and how you came out of there and eventually made it to the Cardinals? So um, I just knew that I, my mother wasn't going to be able to really afford college for me. So, um, and when I was in high school, I just really, I didn't, it, it didn't really matter where I went. I just wanted to go and have a full scholarship. And my sister actually went to the school before, so I knew about it. And um, whenever they were coming up, I had a bunch of Division twos coming to my, um, my high school and meeting with me and everything. And they were the team that was beating everybody else. So I'm like, okay, well, where's this school? Because when I was in high school, we were really good. So I didn't, you know, I didn't want to go to a team that wasn't good. So 
I'm just waiting and waiting. And whenever they came, um, the guy, uh, he's, he was my coach at the time, my safeties coach. He was the recruiter, and, you know, I just made a great relationship with him. Um, I went on a visit, and actually it was two other guys from my high school that were playing football there too. So mm. I knew people, you know, so it was about four and a half hours away from St. Louis. So it, was, it wasn't too far, but it was still, you know, far enough to where I could feel independent. And um, it was a small Division two school, about 2,000 people there. Um, you know, so you see everybody every day, you know what I mean? Right. Everybody knows everybody type of thing. But it was just, you know, you just, with your brothers, you know, it's still football, you know. The the skill position, people are, you know, still the same. You get guys who came from big D1 schools. And um, so I just, you know, I, I, I think my first year I was still recovering from my ACL. I told my ACL my senior year in high school. Um, then my second year I was a redshirt freshman. I played a little. And then my third year, my redshirt sophomore year, I started. And I started all the way through and just learned how to play safety, really, and just, um, you know, taking coaching. And from there, um, it was a guy who went he, – he was a priority free agent when I was a sophomore, and he was first-team All-American. So scouts were watching him, and I had a pretty good season my sophomore year. And um, that's really what kind of started it. You know, the scouts were like, okay, well, who's this number three, you know? And um, when I'm training for the draft and everything, I end up having the highest vertical in the whole draft class. So, and that's really what kind of stood out to the scouts, you know. Um, just this guy from a Division two school with a 43-inch vertical, you know. And I ran a 4-3 coming out too. So, Ooh. Um, it was just, you know, those intangibles. You know, they, they you know, he, we put him on special teams somewhere. Yeah. And um, started out in Arizona. I was playing special teams. And um, I tore my ACL in the last week of um Same OTAs. one? Uh, different. So okay. this was my right at the time. So I tore my ACL. And this five five years apart. It was crazy. I was perfectly Oof. didn't have one injury all of college. And mm. then first three weeks in the NFL, I tore my ACL. And um, at that point, I'm just, you know, don't know what to do. I don't know how it works. I'm like, man, I, I get all the way here. And, like, I tear my ACL. Um, and then a guy from the front office, he comes down and tells me, you know, they're going to put me on injury reserve. And I was going to rehab. And I stayed at the facility. Um, and then, you know, go 10 months, work out, get back right, um, and get in the camp, you know, and unfortunately I get cut, you know, and, uh, it's three weeks I'm cut and mm. you know, I'm just waiting, you know, waiting, hoping that something was going to happen. For what me. was the feeling right then? How hard was it to stay positive at that point? It was tough. I, I it was a couple of days. Um, I had to call like teammates that I used to have and just mm -hmm. kind of talk to them and I would be sitting out at the field with my little speaker water bottle and like just sitting on the bench because I, I couldn't find it to go out there and work out and um you know just having guys talk to me and you know telling me man you, you good bro you know something's gonna happen you know it's a long season you know people could tell you that but um in your mind I'm just like when I've only played football you know since I was at 12 you know so I don't really know what I am outside of it. That's where I was at that point, you know. So I just kind of stayed in the house, played with my dog, and, you know, my agent called me. He's like, man, Houston, they got, they got a child for you. And I told him, I'm like, man, I'm this it for me. Like, I'm I'm not being cut anymore. You know, I can't do mm -hmm. it. And I got there. Um, it was like five other safeties, you know, and I just left it all out there. And I remember the moment they came down and told me they was going to put me on practice squad. And I'm just like, I started crying like, Wow. You know, that was all I want. That was, in my mind, I'm like, man, I just want to be on practice squad. I just don't right. want to be at the house, you know, anymore. Yep. And um, that happened and changed my life. And, you know, I'm here practice squad the whole first year just. And, you know, we had Hopkins, you know, Will Fuller and everything. Yep. And so it was just, I was just getting better every day. Um, and that was just my, my mindset, you know. So 
that's really where I am now. And then, you know, fast forward three years, um, I'm like the longest. I've been here longer than all the other DBs here, you know. That's you true. have. <laughs> I actually did not. That had not dawned on me yeah. until you were going back to 2019. Because mm-hmm. week week five of the 2019 Ooh, I think season. It was week Right out of the week three, they had played the Panthers. And that's when you signed here mm-hmm. with the practice squad. So though you had like three or four weeks in between after being cut, yep. not September being September 29th team. is the day they... And you're like, I, I'm getting to Houston. I'm not going anywhere. I'm just going to stay put in I Houston. Packed, I packed like I wasn't going back home. <laughs> like, like, I had my game system. Like I went and took my dog to a daycare, and I'm like, bro, I'm going to be, I'm gonna get you. Like, yeah. And yeah. I dropped him off, and then I, I came here, and they signed me. And so I think I was here about... Another week and a half, and then the the head coach at the time he came up to me, he's like, "Man, have you you found you some place to stay? Like, you need to go ahead and do that." So, at that moment, I'm like, "Okay, I think I think they like me, you know." So I'll, I'll go ahead and um, figure out how to get my dog, you know, out of the. <laughs> and he's like, a, I got the dog yeah, too, but a, you've you've been through so many coaching changes too. Mm-hmm. The fact that every time a new coaching uh, new head coach comes in was Bill O'Brien at the time. Then we went through that. Then Romeo. We've been through David Coley. Like every time. Mm-hmm a head coach changes, did you have that fear that maybe the job security wouldn't be there or did it not feel as different to you as it does to maybe the outside world when the head coach changes? Um, so another thing that's crazy, my first year in Arizona, we had a coach and then he gets fired after that season and they get another new coach right? Kingsbury. So yep. it was really Similar. like my first like four years in the NFL. Wow. I had a new coaching staff like every year. So it was um, just, you, you just have to learn a new scheme and, you know, just, you know, they're going to have their guys, you know, but I just... In my mind, I'm like, I'm a, I'm going to be one of the best special team players on the team, so they're going to have to keep me, you know, in some way or fashion, you know. And I always knew, you know, I could play defense, but just being undrafted, I just knew my way to the roster, you know. Um, because, they, like I said, they're guys that, you know, have been established and playing, so I just, you know, any way I can, if it's running on field goal block or punt, whatever, you know, so. What, what does it mean to be a good special teams player? Like, what – what do you have to do to be good on special teams so, to be on the field? Like special teams, really, you're a complete football player because you have to be able to run, tackle, block, you know, and play in space more so than defense, you know. So you have to it's, – it's so much that you have to do. You know, I, I always say kick return is probably the hardest job mm-hmm. because literally someone has a 50-yard sprint right at you and you're sitting there flat-footed trying to stop them, you know, and that's just what special teams is, you know. The average player couldn't really play special teams because there's so many p- parts of the game you have to have. Like, for someone to be able to be fast, can tackle, can block at the same time, too, you know, that's just, it's you know, it's a real athletic position, I say, you know. So I just, I consider myself one of the best athletes on the team. So that was just, I would tell myself, like, I, I want to be able to be good at all of those, you know. So, um, the, but when I got my start, you know, that's when I kind of, I felt back natural, you know, and playing defense, that's so Jonathan Owens with us. J.O., tell me about this defense because I look at it and you're getting the ball back a lot. You're getting off the field on third Mm -hmm. down a lot more often than not. Mm -hmm. Offensive opportunities as a result of that. Uh, Everyone's making a big deal about the rushing yards. I get it. You don't want to give up so many rushing Mm -hmm. yards. Point totals are fairly low for the opponent. You know, Mm -hmm. you're top half in the league in scoring D. So so what do you make of it and where does it go from here? How do you get better? Um, We we have a lot of a lot of great pieces to the defense, you know. It just comes down to it, it might be one play, you know. You you play good all game, and then it's one play that just it'll flip the game for you and flip mm-hmm. momentum, and they might get a, a, an explosive play, you know what I mean. But we, we have all the pieces, you know. we Like, it's, it's a lot of guys people don't know about, you know, just because maybe the media doesn't push them as much. But 
just guys that do the dirty work. Our D-line, you know, we have incredible athletes, you know. It's just – but sometimes it just comes down to one play, you know, one misfit, one, you know, lapse of, you know, just mental focus, you know, mm -hmm. and you might get out your gap and then it's a gap, you know, the ball gets wide, you know. And a lot of that too, you know, the quarterback run has a lot to do with that too because, you know, that, that adds into rushing totals and everything, so – you know, but we, we, we have a great unit though. Great unit. It's just, you know, we have to finish and that's the biggest thing, you know, we gotta we're gonna we're gonna get right this week, you know, have a great week of practice and, you know, turn the page. How frustrating is it that it's been three really close games? It's like they're all very winnable games. Mm -hmm. You head into the fourth quarter either tied or with the lead and then cannot finish games. Mm -hmm. I know Levy's talked about the last few weeks, but as a defense, like how do you view the ability to finish games and not allow opponents to score. That's just the NFL. You know, every game is going to be close. It's going to come down to a two-minute situation. Um, and this is all about who can stay focused the longest, who can not get tired, you know, who can keep going, who can just keep doing their job the longest, you know. And that's really what Lovey's going to tell us, you know. Just do your job. Do, do your job and you read your keys, have good eyes. It's going to take you to the ball, you know. You're going to make a play. You just have to make it, you know. So, but, but we're we're in position, you know. We're we're right there, you know. It's just, you know, it's gonna take one win, you know, turn the page. So, it's a unique season. You make the fifty-three for the first time ever. You're starting at safety, and there next to you is a rookie, Jalen Petrie. So, mm -hmm. tell us about Jalen so far, how he's doing, and what he needs to do from here. I mean, he's a he's advanced to be a rookie in my mm -hmm. eyes. You know, just how smart he is. You know, he has great ball skills. He's a good tackler. You know. He's a good safety to be out there with because he'll talk to you constantly. He might see stuff that he's seeing in film from earlier this weekend. He'll text me something like, hey, bro, look at this. Look at this signal. Like, <laughs> it's 9 o'clock at night. You know, I'm like, bro, what are you? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, he making me pull my iPad out. Like, I like yeah. it, you know. Yeah. But, um, he's really advanced, man. You wouldn't think he's a rookie, you know, and mm -hmm. he, his ceiling is crazy. Just, you know, once he – you know, like I say, he's still young, so you know he's kind of all over the place sometimes, just because he's he's going full speed. That's what mm -hmm. he does, you know. So um, I respect the way he plays. I love the way he plays. He's a great safety to be out there with, you know. So you you wouldn't think he's a rookie though. You're out there with him. Do you have to exercise a lot of control as a safety in that everything's in front of you? So you might know something or think you know something. Mm -hmm. You want to react to it. I got to get to the backfield. It's definitely right. going to be a run or whatever the case may be, but you got to be disciplined at the same time. Right. That's got to be tough. It's a good, it's, it's a good happy medium you can, mm -hmm. you have to have because some play actions will look like run and you just want to go. And then yeah. Like, like last week against Denver, they throw a flea flicker, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like, I'm at, you know, I'm in the free safety and I see that and I'm like, Oh, run. Yeah. And the receivers are still running upfield. And so I'm like, you know, Mm -hmm. So you just have to have great eyes. That's really all it is. But, um, you know, just read steps, you know, read your keys, read read what you're supposed to read, and it'll let you know. Like, Can you tell when receivers give up on in those situations when it's an actual run? I mean, the, they don't run the route with as much passion. Does that sometimes happen? <laughs> so you know, you can identify seen, that. instances of it in the yeah, past. Yeah, so for the most part, you, can, you, you, you can't really tell. You know, mm -hmm. we, we call them like, you know, they come with the mummy arms. It's like a fake, a fake block stance. Like they'll be the faking, mummy like, faking like that. Like nobody runs at you with their hands up, you know, ready to block you. You got to be um, an actor, huh? You, you have to, but mm -hmm. you got to sell it, you know. And I mean, they do a good job of it, too. And um, the offensive line is pretty good at it, too, sometimes because they'll scheme up things to make it look just like run. Like, right. And you're everything, everything in my body wants to run up, but I just, like, I'm the last line of defense. Um, so I just have to, you know, make sure I'm patient and 
um, see it first and then go and react. But you know, as safety is, it's a good happy medium you gotta have, man. But sometimes you know, you you take your shot, man. You go get a sack. You know, you never know. What about the acting on your side of the ball? Sometimes it seems like you don't want to give away where you're headed before mm-hmm. you get there. You want the quarterback. You want to let the quarterback throw the ball where he wants to throw, but you mm-hmm. know where it's going to go. So what about the timing of all that, and, and how do you figure out the nuances of um, attacking? Just like studying film, you you know that you know most quarterbacks want to use their cadence. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just kind of study, you know, okay, when do they when when does it look like they're gonna snap the ball? Okay, what how many seconds on the play clock do they snap the ball? Well, if that's the case, then we have to hold until then. You know, if you're doing all this hard count at fifteen seconds on the clock, you know, sometimes we're like, Okay, I know you're just trying to, you know, get us. Um, so it's it's just all about, you know, film study and just kinda trying to find trends in their offense and, you know, just playing playing the game within the game, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Jonathan Owens with us. All right. This might be the only interview you ever do where we will not ask you about your fiance, <laughs> but I will ask you about being engaged. Okay. okay. <laughs> Shopping for the registry items, okay. like picking out those things. Are you participating or not? I let her do it. Okay. That's, Good plan. That's but gentlemen. Does she, does this she want is, you to go with you though? Does she want um, you to pick out? They always say that, together? but they don't I really mean, mean it. You I have mean, to look at it too. So I, I do appreciate that though, because she does look for my opinion in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But like m- most stuff, I'll just be like, "Babe, you got it." I'm just yeah. Just <laughs> let me know. I like it too. If you like it, I love it. <laughs> exactly. Because if you don't like it, it doesn't matter anyway. You know, it doesn't matter, but exactly. you want to feel like they're included. You want to feel like it's a joint decision. She it's not asks, just my China, it's ours. She you know? asks, do yes. I like it? Most of the time, I'm just like, yeah. Whatever. It looks fine. She's like, I asked. Check, checked off as the As long room. as the game room looks nice, I'm all Yeah, good. exactly. <laughs> you know? A little man cave activity. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's fine. It, that's, all, that's all you need. And, and the wedding itself, mm-hmm. the planning of that, opinions needed or so, you just handle it? I mean... Things that I want to have control of, it was just like my groomsmen, like our suits type of thing. You know, I didn't, okay. Everything else you could have, I'm like, I'm picking my groomsmen suits. This mm-hmm. is this is where I put my foot down, you know. <laughs> I That I, w- I can totally see. And, and we were doing the pregame show, Cecil Shorts and I, uh-huh. former Texans receiver. And we were talking about how we need to really start doing like game day fits again for, yeah. on the road. And I feel like you have really been bringing the fashion Trying this to. year. Trying so to. maybe we're just seeing more of you because... You're in the starting lineup. We're seeing more mm-hmm. of your pictures, but is this a relatively new thing, or was it always inside? You're just like waiting for the f- the, f- the fashion side of you to come out. Um, I mean, it's it was inside of me, but you know, I don't think you can make that really, up. All it's of really, a sudden. it's really my girl though. She's she's the one like I think you should wear that. Really? She has okay. a good eye for she it. Like I, I give it to her. I give it to her. She has a great eye for it. So. So you're not gonna let her help you pick out the groomsmen's suits? <laughs> oh no, but that's like my one thing. I'm like, you you have everything else. I just want to pick out the the groomsmen's suits. Are, is your taste so different from each other? You guys are pretty similar. Um, no, we're pretty similar. Okay. Honestly, we're we're in sync most of the time, even with decisions we make. Like it's you know, are you good with that? We good? Okay, okay. Like it's like picking food places. That's like the easiest for us. We'll, oh, we'll go through like two recommendations and be like, you want to go here? Okay, that's cool. You know, so we're we're in sync most of the time. But I sometimes I just have to tell her like, no, this is I'm, I'm putting my foot down. <laughs> That's interesting, though, because I, I have. Have you noticed his game day outfits? Is yes, very nice. Very well, nice. as a DB, there's a lot of pressure here, right? There's I a mean, lot DB of or a receiver. DB. That is true. Uh, and the Texans have historically done well in this category. You yeah. know, look, Kareem and J. Joe. Yeah. Uh, DeAndre on the offensive oh, yeah, side yeah, back definitely. in the day. I mean, he went way out. Yeah. I mean, everyone looked forward to that. 
But I feel like even like this year, even our offensive linemen have been dressing really we nicely. We got some fashionable old linemen. We have fashionable big men on the team, too. I would too, definitely say right? that. We, you, mm-hmm. I've like, not seen that before. Usually they just wear whatever them, fits. I'm like, okay, I see the fit. Okay, <laughs> respect. <laughs> Fitted, too. Yeah. Which I think is hard to do when you're an offensive lineman. Yeah, they got a, the slim pants on. I say, okay. <laughs> T- Titus and Laramie are bringing Titus it every and week. Oh, man. They, Those two, right? Those are the two I'm thinking of. Respect. I give it to them. them Boys are swaggy for sure. Who's the best dressed on the team? Best dressed on the team. You know who I'm gonna say this? My dog Traymond. He come with a fit yes. every week. Hundred oh, yeah. percent. I can't. I can't even lie. Traymond, mm-hmm. he gonna figure out a way. And it's not always dressy. Sometimes he does this like Miami casual. Yeah, vibe. he's just casual. He might go to little. Sometimes it's dressy. Yeah, but it's crisp. Nah, he. It's nice. Uh, his personality. Is, is that why he went to the number one? He thought mm, number one. <laughs> I think he used to wear that in college, maybe. Yeah, you know. It's a, but that's that's a real fashion statement yeah, yeah. as a uniform True. number. True. <laughs> it's good. Jonathan Owens with us. Yeah, you know, I'll also ask you this question, and this is not leading you into anything here, but prior to engagement and it, really this era of your life, mm-hmm. what was your favorite Olympic sport to watch, if any? Like, what would you watch at the Olympics? Track. Track mm-hmm. and basketball. 100%. Well, you said you you ran a four three coming out of college. I so, did. did you run track at Missouri Western? I did. No, so I ran track in high school. This is a crazy story. So, this is how I found out my ACL was torn in high school because I didn't know for like six months that it was torn. Wow, you didn't know? I didn't know. I did long jump in high school, and I actually won the meet. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, my knee kind of swelled up, and this was the first meet of the year in like March. Right. And my, I'm going. I'm graduating in like May. You know, this is my senior year, so, you know, I win the meet, and then afterwards my knee is kind of swell, and I'm like, Mom, I think we just need to go get a check. You know, I'm, I'm already committed to my college at the time, so um, we go, and the doctor's like, yeah, you have a completely torn ACL. And what? I'm like, and I, and I jump off my left leg, so it was weird. I'm like, how is that even possible? Mm-hmm. And he was just like, my, my quad strength kind of overcompensated for me not having an ACL, so it was crazy, crazy. Do you think you tore it on the jump in that meet, or was no. it torn prior to that? Had I you been feeling something? I, 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 I had slightly been feeling something, but it was just like whenever you play, you just zone it out. You know, you're, you're like, oh, my knee just. So it wasn't swollen or anything mm-mm. when you were jumping? No, nope, it was completely normal. So you won the meet won with the, a torn won, ACL? Won the meet on, with the torn ACL. That's like one of my craziest stories. Like um, the track coach, when I text him, he couldn't believe it. He's like, you kidding me. Like we were going to win state. Like what are you doing? <laughs> Did you finish the season? The no, I didn't. Season? So I had to obviously take care of it because football, you know, it was, of course. It was you yeah. know, more of a priority. But the guy that actually won state in the long jump that year ends up being like my roommate at Missouri Western, like my best friend when we were in college. So I, wow. I always tell him like, bro, you know, I, I let you have it. You know, I would have won <laughs> if, I, <laughs> if I hadn't got surgery. Is that why you didn't run track at Missouri Western or was it just because football? So too we much? actually small D2. So we didn't even have a track team you until didn't. my senior year. Yeah, okay. we got one my senior year. So um, and I, I mean, our coach wouldn't have, he wouldn't have let us do that. He would barely let us go play basketball in the offseason. If he caught us, ooh. Really? So Ooh. do you do you miss track? Do you miss running? Um, I don't miss the workouts, mm. but I definitely I, I liked running track. I was just I've always been just like naturally fast. As as a kid, I remember we were in elementary school. We used to like race at school all the time, and I was always win, you know. And so um, track was just a way to you know just stay fast and you stay in shape going into the summer for summer workouts and everything. So, and the workouts are basically running. 
just mm-hmm. run a lot. Yeah, yeah. it's it's it's, it's <laughs> brutal. It's brutal. But like my high school had a really good track team though, and I think we we won. I don't think we won the whole state, but we had like the hundred meter guy, the hundred meter guy from my high school won state. Like, and then our four by one hundred team was really good. Our four by four team was really good, and so I was gonna take the long jump over, you know, and so we could like win state wow. as a whole team. But you know, so what events did you run besides besides doing the long jump? What else so did you run? One hundred, two hundred. Oh, the sprinters. Okay. Yeah. Sprints. Yeah, no relay? No, no. I, I do four by one, but nothing over 200. Like 300 hurdles, that was just like too much for me. 400, no way. You're like, no, just short. Well, that's perfect for football. Plenty more coming up with Jonathan Owens here from the Hyundai Texans radio studio. Then A.J. Can, Texans offensive lineman, joins us. It's Texans radio. Always a pleasure to have you listening to the Texans players show here from the Hyundai Texans radio studio. Mark Vandermeer and D.P. Sidhu with you. Coming up a bit later on, A.J. Can, Texans guard on the ground game, on the passing game, on the game Sunday against the L.A. Chargers noon kick. It's Pink Ribbon Day, so be ready for that. Get your tickets, HoustonTexans.com and the Texans app. All right, back to it here with Jonathan Owen starting safety. We mentioned it, made the initial 53 for the first time in his career. I mean, he's been around the block a bit. The Arizona Cardinals finally here with the Texans, but on and off the practice squad and that kind of thing, and now he's a regular, a staple on this team and right up there in the league tackle stats. Very nice for him. We also talked about his youth a bit. Let's continue the conversation there. Going to high school at Christian Brothers College High School in the St. Louis area, what that was like and how it helped him. It was a private all boy high school. Um, mm-hmm. It was a Catholic high school. So, right. um, you know, we had mass and, and things at least once a month. Um, they made us like dress up in ties and stuff, and you know you had your um, like automatic religion class that you had to mm-hmm. take. Mm-hmm. But um, it was just a, gr- a better opportunity for me. Um, sure. In high school, because I also went to a private all boy middle school too. My mom, um, she just really wanted me to be able to focus, and like sure. when I was younger, she didn't want girls to be like a thing where I would you know get off track or just mm-hmm. you know just being young. You know, you never know, and like. At the time, I battled it. I'm like, Mom, I do not want to go to an all-boys school. Like, are you <laughs> yeah. serious? Like, my my friends used to talk about me so bad. You know, yeah, oh, yeah keep going to your all-boys school. <laughs> our, our boys go to our an all-boys school. Our boys actually go to yeah. an all-boys school. I, yeah. I like it, though. Like, I like yeah. it, too. Yeah. You there, I mean, you're there with your friends all day. Like, that's you could all just it is. And... Develop those friendships. Mm-hmm. And there's no, and nothing wrong with girls being in your classes. But yeah, sometimes it's... A bit of a distraction, you know. It's yeah. hard not to be. I that out when I got to college. I was like, okay. I, Girls I, everywhere. I, yeah, I get it, Mom. Like, <laughs> They're here. Yeah. They're here right. on campus now. All right, so growing up in St. Louis, were you a Rams fan? Were they there when you yeah. were? Yeah. So they you grew up a Rams fan. They, definitely they were pretty were good there. for a while yeah, when you were a kid. Really, really good. So honestly, my family is still like Rams fans. You know, they're like Texas fans too, but they're like. Even after they left, they don't. I feel you bad. Can't tell them that that's not their team, you know. I feel bad for St. Louis. St. Louis needs a team. Yeah, and and they had a deal to get a stadium in there, mm-hmm. but the Rams were like, yeah, I get it. They got a beautiful place in L.A. now, so yeah. there's that. What about baseball? What about the Cardinal of baseball course, squad? Of course, that's it's really a baseball like city. Yeah, really yeah. like the Cardinals are St. Louis Cardinals mm-hmm. everywhere, you know. So they really like Cardinals and the Blues. The Blues, the yeah, they, they were doing really good. Um, it's weird, so, no NBA. So what NBA team did you grow up rooting for? Any team LeBron James was on. Okay, was, yeah. yeah but just, that's not unusual. A lot, of, a lot of guys your age and younger and some older yeah. root for the athlete wherever they go, Yeah, right? that's, that's really how, how I was, too. So 
But what if he goes to a team that you really hate? Like, so you have to root for the Heat and the Lakers and the Cavs. Yeah. It's um, kind of strange. I had to rock with him. I don't know, man. I, just, was, I wasn't really like a Heat fan. You know, I like Dwayne Wade, but I wasn't a Heat fan. Yeah, I mean, yeah. To the Heat, and I really wasn't a Lakers fan. Like, I was like, Lakers, that's just, that's pretty random, whatever. Yeah. So, but I, I, I support him, you know. It's kind of strange that way because I – I do like LeBron, too. Mm -hmm. I couldn't root for him in Miami for some reason. Yeah. I could not get into that. But for Cleveland, yes. Yeah. You know, I, I could. But I don't root for the Browns. And I don't know. The Lakers, no way. So it's just a weird yeah. deal that way. But I get it. A lot of guys root for the players, and that's that's the NBA. The NFL is different, though, right? It is. You root for the uniform. Yeah. It's nice. I yeah, respect I, it. I was going to say, I think basketball lends itself to that individual cheering just because mm -hmm, it seems mm -hmm. like more of an individual sport it's so it's only five of them transient yeah players are always changing cities yeah. all the time like they don't care anymore it's, it you does know, football is becoming that way too yeah. slowly but at least with football you've got like an entire team roster of guys one well, guy leaves or you know most the nba team. teams though you have your you know couple superstars though that everyone knows like if you're in dallas like if you're not a luka Doncic fan like what are you doing you know? <laughs> right right exactly like so they can just say well i'm a luka fan you know but so now, now that you've been in houston for what what is this four or three years since 2019 so, three years yeah. have you adopted houston does it feel like it's more of your hometown have you so, adopted any of the i'm teams? at a crossroads because it's the three. astros yeah are good but i'm still like Cardinals, you know, Cardinals. even though they're not in the they're the AL and NL, that's but not, it's still like growing up. It was yeah. Big up, you got Albert Pujols, you know. <laughs> yeah, then remember he hits, then he hit seven hundred. I'm like, do I retweet the the? Like, <laughs> oh, this is, I see. This yeah. is who I grew up watching. People does Simone, understand. Does Simone get mad because she's from Houston? Oh yeah, she definitely tells me I'm supposed to root. For I Houston. mean, Pujols <laughs> used to be public enemy number one <laughs> here when the Astros were in the National yeah, League, and then sure. you know, the home run yeah. in '05, and ouch, that It'd be one hard hurt to a lot. Move from here to there if you grew up when they were in the same. Yeah, place. I mean, yeah. I still feel it with the Astros, and I'm not even from here, but I got here in '02, and I still feel those National League rivalries a little bit, you know. And they're so. in the American League, and they're kicking butt there, so it's a weird deal. Yeah. All right, a couple of things. All right, so you're at home at night. What are you watching on TV? What what shows um, do you like to binge watch or stream? What's recent? What's recent streaming? Um, and is this something you watch? together or uh, is it do you divide it and everything has to be watched together oh it's i see like, it's like that's it's, tough it's, it's it's that's the worst thing you could do is watch a show or a series <laughs> with mm -hmm. one episode without them oh know? yeah yeah then you're way off yeah, yeah, yeah. out that's of phase just selfish jonathan <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's selfish it's just selfish <laughs> but let me see what am, what are, what are we watching right now um I, I, a lot of people have been talking about the Dahmer series, so I think the Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, the Jeffrey Dahmer series. Yes. Oh, I don't know if I could. Is that a docu series yeah. or is it a, a drama? Is it? It's, it's like a, a reenactment. Okay, yeah. So they have actors and yeah. But I've seen the preview. I think it's on Netflix. Uh -huh. And the neighbors calling the cops, and the cops are not. I mean, I just yeah, I was like, I don't think I can. I remember the story, obviously. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago that happened. Yeah, yeah so you're watching that. We're we're gonna start it, but basically, we watch like I the watch um, that at night. the real Ooh. life the real life docu series. That's what we're kind of into mm -hmm. right now. So yeah. it'll be like the real life stories where people are going through and mm -hmm. kind of telling what they've been through and you right. know to create the the real life crime docu series that's yep. on Netflix. So that's that's really but we don't have a show for sure that mm -hmm. we're like locked in on right now. 
She watches like Selling Sunsets or something. I've she, watched all those too. She tries to her. get me to watch it. I'm like, ah, okay. <laughs> We're real estate moguls it. inside of our yeah, bodies watching yeah. these shows. Like, let's get the comps on this neighborhood. <laughs> I think we can go another five million. I know. I I I totally binge watching those. So, yeah. Have you watched Mo on Netflix? Mo on Netflix. I haven't. I it's a. It. I was telling Mark about it. This. It's a comedian who grew up in Houston, and okay. it's like everything's set in Houston. Okay. Like okay. he grows up in A-Leaf, and then we've got, they've got cameos by Paul Wall, and Bun Bunby's oh, like real? a priest in one of the oh, scenes. Oh, wow. Okay. Really hilarious okay. cameos. Okay. Okay. But he's a comedian, and it's a lot of Houston shots. Okay. So. Okay. I think, I think Simone should be in season two. Nah. I yeah. think she should. She should. She should be like a See, waitress or something. Like let the cameo. record show, I didn't mention her name. Uh, during this interview, I, yeah, <laughs> I know it comes up with Jo sometimes. It's hard. It's hard not to because good, I feel like I feel like we could okay. be best friends because we watch like, the same this shows. This isn't like media. Like I'm getting drilled with it. Right. Right. Exactly. Just like, on, We're just man. hanging out. <laughs> We're just hanging out. Those are my. You. Those are my Netflix suggestions. Well, Jonathan, it's been great to catch up with you, and uh, looking no, forward to many more visits. Congratulations on the early Thank success. You. Thank you. Texan safety, Jonathan Owens. What a great visit with him in studio. And another one coming up with A.J. Can, offensive lineman, Texans guard. He's next here, and he'll be followed by Texans All Access here on Texans Radio. If you missed it earlier, we caught up with Jonathan Owens, and that'll be on the Texans app soon enough in the podcast audio section. Right now, let's bring in A.J. Can, Texans starting guard, and we begin here with the running game. It's not where they want it to be. It is headed in the right direction following the Damian Pierce 80-yard performance on Sunday. It, it has been going good. I think, uh, you know, we've never we've been able to, you know, keep it consistent and, you know, when he gets a big run, you know, we, we go back to it and we do it again. I think that's what's helping him. When he gets hot, we keep him going and I think that works. I think the biggest thing is, and one of the guys in the media room asked me about it, uh, you know, when they, when somebody know we run the ball and they get bunched up in there, I think that's when we got to, once we get better at executing, when they mm -hmm. load the box up and, and they know the run coming and we still execute it, I think that's when we'll get over, get over that hump. Now you're blocking for a rookie. Mm -hmm. Do you sense that at all? Like, can you tell he's a rookie by the way he's running? Uh, you know, he's maybe, I don't know. I mean, you know, you've had all different kinds of backs, whether you were in Jacksonville here. Do you know that he's a rookie running back behind you guys, or is it different when there's a vet back there? Uh, you know, right now when he's running and he gets a full head of steam, you know, I, I, I can't tell because yeah. he, he's, he's rolling. But I think uh, one thing is, you know, uh, him, him, him reading – and figuring out where he's going, right. I think once he makes you know that up, that yeah. next step, he's gonna be amazing. But, yeah. but when he gets downhill and he sees that hole he gets going, he he can do it with the best of them. What's the difference for you in pass protection and run blocking and the execution of that kind of thing? As far as like just uh just in terms of your mentality, because I I guess offensive linemen would prefer run blocking mm -hmm. because it's more aggressive and moving forward. Pass blocking, you're retreating. But you tell me, what is that like for you? You know, it's it's a different it's a different mindset, but at the same time, you know, when you're running the ball, you got to be it's it's more of a, of a of a physical thing. Get down here, and you're going. But in the same thing in the pass game, you wanna you gotta you know step back a little bit, but at the same time, you can't be can't be soft. You gotta be you gotta have a controlled aggression controlled aggression when it comes to the pass game. Because mm -hmm. if you're over aggressive, you know that's when a guy can make a move and something and something happens. So I guess in the run game, it's more like downhill and aggressive. In the pass game, you gotta be. More technical, but at the same time, controlled aggression because you don't want to be soft in pass pro. AJ, and along those lines, there are a lot of different of different sets you can have as a guard. You can quick set a guy, you can jump set a guy. How do you know 
what it is that you want to do against a guy like, okay, this guy's a, a, a bigger type. He's 335 pounds. Man, I got to have this approach. I mean, this guy's a little younger, quicker, uh, lighter. I got to use this approach. How do you kind of approach? Do you look at it like that? That's an individual sort of thing amongst the team protection? How do you kind of look at how you're going to go about and what techniques you want to use? That's good. He, he's played offensive line before. I coached uh, it a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you're right. You know, you get a bigger guy who's more power, more power, and you want to pro- probably get your hands on him much quicker. But at the same time, you get a, a guy who's elusive and, and quick. You got to be, you know, Mirror them really well and mm-hmm. time up your punch well before you throw in your hands. But at, but, at, but at the same time, it probably comes with, with the play call. You know, it depends on the play and downing distance, where you want to be aggressive, and then when you want to lay off a little bit and, you know, get some depth in the pocket. But other than that, it just comes with, with maybe the, 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 the personnel of the player, you know, big or smaller guy, but at the same time, play calling. Yeah. How has communication been? You've gotten off two road games here. I know you didn't win them, but you were able to move the ball at times, first three quarters especially, but – when you're in a hostile environment, the silent count, things like that, how hard is that for what you do, AJ? Uh, you, you know, of course, uh, silent count, you know, it, it forces you to think a little bit more because you got to be able to, you know, kind of mirror that ball and at the same time, you know, mirror that defender. So uh, away games and silent count is a little bit more difficult. You know, that's when you got to, you know, dig deep in your bag when it comes to, to mental mm-hmm. thinking than that is home game when you can just hear the snap count and just go. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Chargers this week. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to, to look at the film, AJ. I mean, you've played pretty much everybody throughout the league. Um, but Chargers this week, what's the challenge in facing Bosa and McCleo Mack? Now, they're more outside guys, but they'll loop inside. They'll do some things where you're going to end up seeing them. What's it like seeing a bunch of dudes like that on the other side of the ball? You know, that's what, you know, we got to be on our A game. Not saying that this week is any different. You know, right. we want to try to be on our A game every week. But uh, this is a front that, you know, they got two dynamic guys that we got to account for. And I'm pretty sure we're going to have some mixed-up things in there to get them off their game. But other than that, we got to come ready to play and, and, and help out and send protections that way every now and then. Even though, it's, like I said, it's two, it's two guys. So yep, we got to really be on top of things as far as uh, scheme and personnel this week. What are you seeing from Mills so far? Because obviously I know you guys want to execute better in the crunch, but you've had a couple of touchdown passes in the opener, touchdown pass last week. You've had some big pass plays. I know you want to see more. Uh, with him, the thing I'm I am impressed with with Davis is he, I don't he's not phased. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't a lot doesn't phase him right now. You know, he gets in there. You know, if something happens, he's like, "Come on, guys, let's go, let's get it going." And you know, that's what that's what it takes from a quarterback. And him at a young age being able to not be phased by by things that a lot of guys may get phased phased by is the thing that impresses me the most about Davis, and I like that about him. AJ, there are people. Whether they're inside football, outside football, they always talk, not so much in cliches, but they always say some of the, the same things. you got to run the ball. you got to play defense. you got to do this. One of the things you hear people say all the time is, you got to finish. And sounds easy. Like, okay, i got to fit. Like, you're running a marathon. Hey, cross the finish line. What, is it to re- what does it mean for you as a player when you hear, hey, we got to finish in the fourth quarter? What does that really mean? What, is it, what do you think – that means for you, what does that mean for the team? What does it mean for the offense when you say, we got to finish in the fourth quarter? You know, uh, I guess to me you can look at it, you know, many different ways because, like, if you're – say we're winning the game, we're up by a touchdown to two, and finish the game probably means, like, we got to be – we got to be executing on all these run plays because right. the ball may get called more to run the ball, you know, two the clock out. So we got to be more exact with that. You know, when you finish a game that way, you know, that's one thing to look at it. But I guess us – offensively you know we've been in situations where we 
you know, defense gets a turnover, we're in the red zone, and we don't capitalize. Uh, the game is tied, we get the chance to go down there and score, we don't capitalize. So things like that, you know, when you look at finishing, I think that more that comes more of a, a collective group yep. as a team. You know, we all want to we all want to get the job done. We all want to finish, but us having a chance to go down there and 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 in a two minute situation at the end of the game and kick a field goal, that's that's a whole nother way. To, that's when you really get over that hump of yep. finishing games where you can get down there and kick a field goal to score touchdowns to win the game, and that's something we really need to get better at. And I, and I know we're hungry for it, and that's something we really want to do. Yep. AJ Cam with us. AJ, what's life like for you in Houston right now? What's it like working here and living here? Really, the fans want to know. Well, as of me right now, I'm I'm, I'm more of a homebody, man. I don't. I don't get out too much besides the offensive line. You know, we go hang out, you know, once a week. But other than that, man, I'm here working. The the team has been great. You know, I love the staff has been great, uh, especially in that offensive line room, man. Great guys to come in and work with. I didn't I didn't feel different at all stepping in. They accepted me right away. But far far as the city, you know, is uh, there's plenty of food. I can tell you that much. There's plenty, <laughs> plenty of food, but. I'm more of a homebody. When my wife when my wife comes around, she gets me out of the house and we go to restaurants and eat. But other than that, I'm I'm a low key low key kind of guy. I don't get out much, but I do love it here. Though. It's a nice city. But you went to South Carolina. So you're from South Carolina? Yes. Okay. And you played Jacksonville, which considered South. Now you're in Houston, still in the South. So you lived in you lived in the South. So what's your favorite Southern food? Like if you got to choose, like you get to choose alignment dinner. Where are you going? What do you want? Well. How do you guys determine like who who gets to pick O line dinner? Is that what do you well, guys have O line dinner during the week? Yeah, well, we do it we do it age wise. So, uh, old is the youngest now, so and we just you know take a take a vote. Y'all want to go here? Y'all want to go there? And then once oh, every, I like the democracy yeah. amongst the O line <laughs> group. Once, like once it. everybody comes to a collective decision, we agree to that place and the in the next in line, the oldest pays. So that's how we do it. Oh, the I, next in line phase. I, yeah. The democratic process is alive and well in the old <laughs> yeah. line room, which I would have never have I'm, thought. I'm, I'm probably talking too much right now, but I just no, I, no, <laughs> okay. jokingly, I'm joking, I'm joking. Sure, <laughs> we understand. Now, what about Kenyon? A rookie is going to eventually have. Oh to yeah, pay. He, he, he's last. It's going to be big time when he gets okay. here. <laughs> is, is it going to be one of those AJ? Uh, I, I don't know. We we're we going to try to take it easy on him. So you, as a rookie. And I mean, Austin has been in that room too, but obviously yeah, yeah. Austin got dinged up a little bit. But Kenyon, as a rookie, I mean, does he just take does he just take grief all the time because no, he's the no, youngest no, no. in the room? Uh, uh, we actually, you know, we're pretty good to the rookies, and they and they do everything that's acts of them. We don't we don't do anything crazy. Yeah, but uh, but they're doing a good job, man. They keep the room stocked with snacks. Anything <laughs> we ask them to do, they they do it. They're doing a great job right now. I can't complain. But playing, obviously, you don't get to see Kenyon during a game, but you get to watch the film together. How do you think the young guys uh, coming along? Coming along fast. He's he's learned the game much, much faster now. You can tell how he's playing. He's getting used to things, and it's it's fun to watch and fun to see when it, when he gets it going. What yeah. about Scott Quesenberry playing oh, center man. now for him? Scott's been doing a tremendous job. Communication's been on point, and it, it's funny. I, I knew it was going to be that way because he's one of those guys that you know he likes to talk and like to make sure this <laughs> and that, and uh, that's how he is on the field. He's uh, over communicating, which is you know wonderful wonderful for our offensive line to have. He's always making sure everybody's on the right path, and I. I Scott, he's playing his ass off right now, doing a great job. Great. AJ, thanks a lot for joining us. Good luck. Thank you guys for having me, guys. There's AJ Can, Texans starting guard. That's going to do it for the Texans Players Show tonight. Great to have you listening. Texans All Access on the way. We'll go over all the numbers. You'll hear from various players, including Jonathan Grenard, Desmond King, Lovie Smith on the show, and later on, John Harris with Texans Matchup. New show that you've got to hear. Good stuff there. It's Texans Radio.